It's Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John, Pat, and Rando. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando tonight here on a Tuesday evening. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Small City Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to call Zach Corzillis at Small City Realty. That's 585-409-1088. 585-409-1088. And by the J Corps Agency for all your insurance needs. You know, I just realized that I always say like, welcome back in our intro because I assume everybody's returning. But <laughs> if you're a first time listener, like welcome to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's as entertaining as the reel of Pat you saw. It's but, super uh, funny. I, I really have had to explain it a few times now. In my day-to-day life to students, I have a second grader that comes up to me out of the blue. He says to me, Bills fans on another level, huh? But I'm like, <laughs> what'd you say? He's like, Bills fans on another level. Facebook, look it up. I'm like, I looked it up. I know it's there. I put it there. I, I know it's there. And I, I had a couple of teachers that were laughing. I had one teacher. She just turned 50 over the weekend last oh, no. last last week. <laughs> and she's like, I, I, my husband was scrolling through Instagram and we stumbled upon this video and turns out your face pops right up. And now Mr. H, I'm 50 and I'm not elderly. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. She thought it was hilarious. So they followed the, the, the page. And so it's funny. It, oh, it's supposed hilarious. to be. Funny, yeah, most people most people were just joking when yeah. they were like elderly 50s, but yeah. no, some people really got deeply offended. Yeah. But it's yeah, those, those of you who don't know, and I'm sorry, we're repeating ourselves for the <laughs> day every episode listeners, but Pat's had an elderly gentleman in his 50s and people were up in arms about that when in reality he said an elderly gentleman and he said, well, I guess when I say elderly, I mean 50s, but he stumbled and I cut it out because I usually cut out filler words for short videos like that to keep them within, you know, Instagram reels got to be short and punchy right yep. and so i just cut it out not thinking about it so what he ended up saying was elderly gentleman in his 50s and yep. uh here we are in the place where that drove up the views <laughs> because of that because everyone and, and is still commenting on this like this we, this reel yep. is like two weeks old now and uh we're still getting like five six comments a day of oh. uh, people who are mad about that but uh, i hope people enjoy the content i know you put a lot of work into it but i've been able to kind of live this double life as a teacher of little people and keeping this show very, very separate from that. And and, and they're blending. Oh. They're starting to blend. Oh, George, George Costanza, <laughs> worlds colliding over here. Worlds are colliding. But it's That's funny. They, the kids know. They know I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. And actually, this is kind of a good segue because they also know I'm a Detroit fan. And every year we get some new students. And, and my original students, they know my family's from there. I lived in there for a few years. And so I don't always have to repeat the story. But I, I have a couple of fifth graders that are new. And I wore a line quarter zip and man you thought I burned the building down or something and, and these people were freaking out the kids were freaking out I have to explain my family's from there and I went there and, but I have this this Lions quarter zip and we can get into this game a little bit but I was super amped I, during this game I'm super excited I didn't expect I don't think anybody expected the Lions to get off to such a hot start in their NFC championship game but Jared Goff was dealing the run game was fire the defense was stuffing Brock Purdy and and shutting down McCaffrey very well and very successfully but 
halftime rolls. And again, I call my grandma. She's 90. Detroit her her whole life. And she's like, oh, I thought they were going to score. And she's like, then they did score. And I'm so happy. And I'm like, this is incredible. This is so cool. And then the, the catch happens off the, the Lions defender's helmet. And Ayuk catches the touchdown pass and falls into the end zone, right? And we're on the yeah. phone. And I'm like, Gogs, what did you see that? And she's like, that that's that's not good. That's not good. And I'm like, no, I, I think we should hang up because this is, this is bad luck. And next thing you know, boom, 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 we lose the game. But at that halftime show, not the halftime show, at halftime, you know, it's like 930. It's already past my bedtime. I get up super early. I went out, I picked out my Lions quarter zip to wear the next day. I got my clothes all ready to go so I could just kind of roll into bed. And obviously I, I couldn't because the game was not a blowout. So I stayed up. But I decided to wear the quarter zip anyways on Monday just to represent how good of a season that they had. And it's super funny what people say to you when they're like, oh, you like the Lions and the Bills? Wow, you just like getting kicked in the nuts over and over. You just <laughs> love heartbreak, don't you? And it's like, oh, you just picked them right, didn't you? You know how to pick them. And all, any comment from everybody from 7-Eleven to my second graders to the guys I play hockey with. So it's uh, it was a tough game. What did you think? Did you watch the whole thing? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, is this their 13 seconds? No. No? Was this, was this a happy to be there game for most Detroit people? No. I think Dan Campbell, which I will respect till the day that I die, he danced with the one who brought you, right? I love that saying, dance with the one who brought you. Yeah, a lot of controversy around the fourth down decisions. Obviously, you can take issue with the outcome, but I mean, the the truth is that going for fourth downs was not the wrong call. Dropping passes, Craig Reynolds, sorry, did I get the wrong Reynolds? Josh Reynolds? Josh Reynolds, I think is his name. I just Josh Reynolds, Reynolds, yeah. Josh Reynolds dropping passes is the reason why those, I mean, I think that's that's probably the part that you're most upset about because those are easy, easy catches. Those yeah. are those are catches that, you know, our co-host who's not with us, Pat Caprio, who never had good hands would probably make those catches. So yeah. It's tough. You can't execute the play as a coach and every coach at any level would be frustrated by this in every game. It happens every game all the time. You drop a beautiful play, they miss the shot. They drop the play, they drop the pass. They run their own route. It happens. It's the human element of sports. It's why we watch, but it's not on Dan Campbell. The only I, I probably would have taken the points to tie the game instead of to go for that last fourth down only because you're losing and, and you know one of the hand is worth more than two in the bush at that point but they gave themselves a chance and I, I just the timeout at the end I didn't like the call I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like you have two plays here at the very end to to score when they were going for the onside kick right before the onside kick and I'm like in the huddle we never really ran no huddle in high school we kind of get the signals in and we have wristbands and stuff we could we could run up tempo but every now and then you would get two play calls in the huddle right it's like okay first play call you know Z, X, rip, right, superpower, whatever, you know, and then second play call, you know, Subway, 85 Omaha, downtown shoemaker, whatever, whatever. You get two play calls in the huddle and you just go, you know, there's no checks at the line. You know, you have to get up if you don't make it. And I wish they would have done that. You know, you're going to run the ball. You got the, one of the best running backs in the league. You say Montgomery, we're going twice to you to the right side. We're riding or dying. Get up get back, go with it. And I wish they would have done that instead of call the timeout because they, they got the stop on defense that they needed. They could have at least had a little bit of a better look at it at the end. So that's my only critique on Dan Campbell. It's tough. Stinks for the Lions, but it's not 13 seconds. We blew that game. We blew 13 seconds. The coaching blew that game. The special teams coordinator blew that game. Tyler Bass didn't kick a squib. Playing off coverage blew that game. That was not a go for it or kick it type of play call like the Lions faced. So That's true. But that's that also wasn't a 17 point halftime lead, right? Yeah. yeah. So obviously Apple's an 
oranges there. But I want to go back to one in the hand, two in the bush, because I've heard this before, but I never knew the origin. So it's a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, which makes a little bit more sense than one in the hand and two in the bush. I don't know what it is. It sounds like more of an innuendo. It does. That is true. Uh That's funny. But no, that was interesting. Yeah. A small secured advantage is better than the possibility of a bigger one. That all all makes sense. I knew what you meant when you said it. I just had to look it up because I didn't know if that was like some Southern derived thing, which is like chickpea and a bucket full of watermelon or whatever, you know, so. And I always like to say risk it for the biscuits. I love biscuits. I love biscuits and gravy. I love McDonald's breakfast biscuits, whatever you want to call it. I love biscuits, but you know, sometimes you got to, you know, just take my favorite is, and I've only heard this quote from our good friend of the show, Hogan Mejia, put some butter on that biscuit. We're on a roll. (laughs) Made famous by Hogan. Well, that's the only critique that I have. uh, I have for Dan Campbell, but we talked about this with the kids and it's just like, it stinks, you know, all this, all this losing just sucks. But I tell him a built character, like Bill's character. And I got kids that are just, these kids are coming in. Like I'm going to be a cheese fan next year. I was like, shut your mouth. I don't say that to a second grader, but I'm like, no, 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 no. No, but see, the the problem is my adult reaction, you know, I'm supposed to be a mature adult. You know, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm closer to 30 than I am to 20. Right. And my reaction to watching this game is like, I hate football. I never want to watch football again. Cause honestly, you know, I wasn't as invested in the Detroit game, not nearly as much as the bills game, but I mean, I've had, I've had an attitude towards football since the bills lost that this happens every year. I don't recover for weeks. Last year I recovered a lot better, but after 13 seconds and after this past year, I'm like, Oh, still not recovered from 13 seconds. No. Yeah. I I don't think we'll ever be recovered from 13 seconds because like wide, right. Yeah. But again, like wide, right is that this is the one thing that I keep trying to convince myself. I'm not sure I, I, I believe it myself, but I keep telling myself this is that your Super Bowl is never guaranteed in these years with the heartbreak because the only heartbreak bigger than losing in the divisional round of the Chiefs would have been losing in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, we would have been happy to get to the Super Bowl, but losing an AFC championship would have been worse. Losing in the Super Bowl, I think, would be second worst to that. Like, not as bad as the AFC championship. At least you got there, right? At least you got right. there. Right. With, with wide right was like one play, different outcome. Well, and it follows the K gun that Kelly drove them down the field after really kind of stuttering on offense all game with that Belichick led defense. Again, yeah. we're still talking about him, oh but they finally got some offense and, and you know, 13 seconds. I, I was just so confident that we were going to have the AFC championship game at home against the Bengals. And I was really sleeping on Joe Burrow who turned out to be pretty good and beat the chiefs in overtime. So right. again, one of three players ever to beat the chiefs in overtime, in the playoffs. Well, one of two players, Joe Burrow and Tom Brady, right? Only two people to knock the chiefs off in the playoffs. Maybe don't fact check me on that. I could be wrong. He's been in the championship game for six straight years. So it's whoever an AFC player who went to the, the Super Bowl who, when the Chiefs weren't representing the AFC, when did they lose in the championship game? It was just the Bengals, right? So yeah, so it's they, probably just Joe Burrow and Tom Brady, right? Okay, he loses to New England. Oh, he lost to Tampa in the Super Bowl and he loses to Cincy. Okay, so he loses to Tom Brady and Joe Burrow and Tom Brady's on two different teams. So that's crazy. Only two people have knocked this man out of the playoffs. But the thing that's about that nice. 13 seconds game, right? It was such crusher in the moment because I was just counting my eggs before they hatched. I'm like, we'll beat Joe Burrow. We'll beat these Bengals. They're not as good. But then we watched the Bengals 
Bengals and they run us out of the field last year and they're good. The Bengals are good Two number one wide receivers, good offense. So maybe we lose that game at home and it's, it's still sucks, but we'll never know. I got a question for you. So did you see that clip of Patrick Mahomes kicking Justin Tucker's kicking equipment around? Yeah. And, and Kelsey throwing the helmet. Yeah. So I I don't want to talk about just that too much because I mean, we're going to get into specifics, but has the entire NFL community collectively started to turn its back on Patrick Mahomes and thinking he's more annoying and a a nuisance? Like, am I overstepping by saying that like everyone wanted Lamar over Kansas City for the most part? Is there anybody who's not sick of Patrick Mahomes at this point, either because he wins too much or because he's a pretty annoying person who's a sore loser? Like we've seen that. We've seen we've seen that because of Josh Allen. Has the rest of the NFL seen that and do they feel the same way? And do I mean, do even Bills fans feel that way? Because I do. I I do, too. I don't like that. I really didn't like it at all. It looked like Justin Tucker was joking around and Travis Kelsey took it to another level. I hate throwing the helmet. You don't do that. Those helmets are expensive. First of all, they are (laughs) nice, full of technology. And as a kicker, John, we warmed up together a couple times, at least in football. I remember doing warm ups with you. Like, why can't he just go to the other side? It, it, It doesn't make sense to me. Justin Tucker was there first. Mahomes came out and said, move. And Tucker's like, this is my home field. I was here first. I don't think Justin Tucker did anything wrong. Again, Travis Kelsey... I don't know, maybe just being a bit of a clown. I don't love it. It's not a good look. I don't like Mahomes' reaction to losing to the Bills the first time. I I just, I like him less and less the more I hear about him. And it's, it's interesting to compare him to the Brady fatigue because you know, Mahomes hasn't cheated. He hasn't gotten caught in any scandals. He's pretty clean no, but cut Brady, guy. Brady had a little bit of that sore loserness like to him. Major least sore loserness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the first examples probably after they lose to the Giants in seven. Brady and Moss refused to go to the Pro Bowl right? Which was kind of an unprecedented move at that point. Then you have him refusing to shake hands after games. He refuses to shake Brian Fitzpatrick's hand after the Bills beat them, you know, whatever it was. So, right. so who do you think is worse? Like well, Brady, because he did Tom it. Brady? He just did it for 20 years, right? He did it for 24 right. years and, and maybe Mahomes gets there. I hope Mahomes gets what he wants sooner than Brady got what he wanted. Maybe we get him out of here a little sooner. It also really sucks. It really, 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 really sucks that Trey the draft pick that got Pama Holmes. That's yeah, see, that doesn't matter it. as much to me because that's also the reason we got Josh Allen. And you know what? Maybe this is a controversial take as a Bills fan, right? Because most people out there would argue that Patrick Holmes is obviously the more accomplished player, but also the better player out of those two. But I'm glad we got Josh Allen. Like, yeah. after seeing this version of Mahomes, I don't care if Mahomes is 5% better. Like, I'm ride or die Josh Allen. He is our dude. And I, don't, I also don't think that Mahomes would have become the player that he became in Buffalo. I truly believe that he only becomes that player with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. But give me Josh Allen every day. Josh Allen is not the the sore loser that Patrick Mahomes is. He's not having to be held back to avoid fighting a ref. He's not like calling out officials in his post-game conferences and whining like a little baby. And he doesn't give off the entitled vibe. Just give me me Josh Allen any day and I'm okay with trading that pick. I'm okay with how that played out because that led to Josh Allen, that led to Trey White, all these players that we love. 
the right player, right? You want the right yeah. player. And, yeah. and Josh, Josh was the right guy for Buffalo. Having Mahomes go after the rep, that really left a sour taste. I didn't I didn't like him really when I was watching the quarterback documentary series. It, the Netflix show really showed how much he worked hard. And that was cool. How much gym time he has and how he balances life as a dad and, and a husband and everything. I don't give a, I don't, I don't give a crap about that. I mean, I just, whatever. <laughs> but to see anybody, to see a grown ass man act like that after a game in which your guy was lined up so far off sides. It's not like it was even close. But to see the reaction from that. And I tell my kids in, in basketball all this time. I'm like, do you, do you see these grown men act like this? It's a clown show. And he's making so much money. I mean, we don't ever want to be like that. We don't ever want the spotlight to be on us for a reason like that. We want to be classy. We don't want to make an excuse. Don't sit here and be like, that's the worst call of all time when you're sitting in a handshake line because you got beat. And there was 80 other plays in the game that could have been different that weren't, that could have changed the game. You could have made another play. You could have made another tackle. You could have made a stop. You could have made a completion. And you didn't. And you lost. There's no reason to have your, I hate that. Don't hold me back. What are you going to do if I let you go? What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? You, what are you going to do? Uh, nothing. You're not going to do anything. Gonna, hey, that was a gonna... bad call. That was a bad call. I don't I don't know. Throw us back to the bad lip reading. The I'm here. Wrath <sighs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So, no. uh, so anyway, I want, so I, I, th- I think I think we all have a little bit of Mahomes fatigue. Also, I think America really wanted the Lions to win, so that kind of leads us into my top ten list this week. John's top ten today is brought to you by Dancing Dog Treats. Dancing Dog Treats are nature's best for your best friend, made with all natural ingredients and in small batches right here where I live in Tennessee. You can check them out at dancingdogtn.com, and I'll have that linked in the show notes below if you want to just go ahead and click that link. So that's Dancing Dog TN. Dot com. <laughs> and that's Brando with his best dog impression. So my top 10 today, I, I mentioned it before. We all got a little bit of Mahomes fatigue. I think America does. This was the this was a Super Bowl matchup that nobody wanted. Like if you're thinking of worst possible outcomes for championship weekend, I think this was it. So I put together 10 matchups we'd rather see than the Chiefs versus 49ers. So without further ado, without further ado, John's top 10 this week, the top 10 matchups we'd rather see than Chiefs versus 49ers. Number 10, Bishop Sycamore versus versus the New York Jets. Number nine, the cast of Office versus the cast of Parks and Rec. Number eight, the Charmin Ultrasoft Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. Uh, Number seven, the LA Sparks versus the Detroit Pistons. Feel like that could get interesting at this point. Number six, the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Savannah Bananas. Have you seen the Savannah Bananas? Yeah, my students all got into that. (laughs) I don't want to hate. I don't know enough about them. Just know it's not me. So yeah. All right. Uh, number five, Kyrie Irving and the Flat Earthers versus Aaron Rodgers and the Tinfoil Hatters. Like what a, what a game. What right? a game that right? would be. That, yeah. could, that could be interesting. Uh, also, it's football, so maybe maybe advantage Aaron Rodgers and the Tinfoil Hatters. I don't know. Uh, number four, the Muppets versus the Five Nights at Freddy's and Tronics. Give me the Muppets, man. Yeah, give me the Muppets. I need <laughs> this isn't Muppets related, but you see uh, Elmo putting Twitter on blast this week. Elmo's no. like, how's everybody doing? And everyone's like... Doing bad, Elmo, right? It's just <laughs> Bad. It's yeah. bad. But, uh, number three, top 10 matchups we'd rather see than Chiefs versus 49ers. The NFL on CBS studio crew versus the NFL on Fox crew. Interesting. Aikman versus Romo. I'm taking CBS well, probably. Well, that's the uh, in the booth crew. I'm talking about the studio crew. So we're breaking out Terry okay. Bradshaw and the boys versus, you know, Nate Burleson and Phil Simms. JJ Watt and, sometimes goes on Fox, I think, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. They also have Gronk on the Fox crew every now and then, which is... 
which is pretty funny. But yeah, interesting matchups there. You got Howie Long. Yeah, hasn't played DN in four years. That's a good one. That could, that could be an interesting matchup. I just want to see Terry. You know, Terry Bradshaw is a wild card no matter what what yeah. role you have him in. All right, number two, the Swifties versus the Beliebers. That could uh, that could get interesting. That's a generational difference. Is that well, is that millennials versus Zers? Gen Z. I feel like Taylor Swift is more worldwide, right? That's true. Swifties Swifties are not just young people anymore. So maybe they're all the same age if you think about it, because it was it was the Gen Z aged people with the Beliebers and Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift just conquered every demographic. So that everybody. doesn't really work. Yeah. So and the number one matchup we'd rather see than Chiefs versus 49ers, the 2008 Lions versus the 2017 Browns. Both of Lions. Dante Culpepper, so, baby. Yeah. Really anything at this point. I, I started making that list. I had a wholly like different vibe to it. I was like, again, it was a little bit bitter. You know how I get to, I get a little yeah. bitter with these lists sometimes, but uh, it was, it was literally like a uh, plain oatmeal versus raisin bran. Like just, just terrible, terrible. terrible it was matchup. good. But all right. I think we got the pro bowl this weekend. Yeah. I don't think we're going to talk very much about that. You know, we had a segment a couple of years ago when the pro bowl came up and we're like, okay, what do what do we do to make the pro bowl entertaining? You know, cause there's a lot of things in sports that we as fans informed fans, it's not a hard answer for things. Like we as fans can see that the replay official is used more often than they need to be. I don't need to hear from Terry McCauley after every single play for yep. him to say, yeah, Jim, it looks like the nose of the football is beyond the goal line. That that looks like a touchdown. Will like, he be on the broadcast? Terry McCauley for the Pro Bowl? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. That's I feel like that's a bet board thing. You and I put that up there. Will he be in the Pro Bowl broadcast? I want to say no. I, I, I hope not. I, I bet you I'm he not. is. I bet you they bring somebody on there. They have a rule say analyst on the Pro Bowl. I bet they broadcast. do. He's probably contracted through February 15th in his <laughs> 10 month deal that he signs with CBS. And they're like, ah, you know, you get down there, you go to Orlando, you golf a few rounds, and then you just oh, it's pop gotta on. Be, and- it's got to be ESPN, right? Because ESPN usually has the Pro Bowl. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I'm going to guess ESPN. Um, well, we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, oh my God, if they have a rules analyst for the Pro Bowl. Now, I'm not totally against the rules official, like most, like a lot of people people are, by the way. I can see like us as seasoned football fans, we know the rules pretty well and we kind of take it for granted because if you have ever sat and watched football with someone who doesn't know the rules, you, you start to it. understand how complicated they are when you start to explain them. You're like, oh, I guess that is kind of convoluted mm-hmm. and it just, you kind of accept it as a football yeah. fan. You're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, even like going forward on fourth down versus field position, going for the two versus not going for two. Stuff. Right. You know, a catch. Well, like what the hell the catch a catch yeah. is you and I have a pretty good rule those are some of the only times that I'm like okay bring me a rules official you know with how the rules of a catch differ when you're being tackled or you're making a football move or how it's different in the end zone for some mm-hmm. reason when you're going out of bounds like I'm okay if you're doing a replay or something like that but get you know get out of here with the rules official for a, a spot you know, I never thought like, of this I just I never thought of it really until I started teaching and it's just such a discrepancy because you have football guys that you teach maybe middle school and they're really into it. They're running routes. They're naming their team. They're making playbooks. And then you get the kids that just like to like to be outside and they like to play with their friends, but they might not have ever played organized football. They might not watch football on Sundays. And you just kind of assume that they know because football is such an American sport these days. And it's just part of our culture. But it's there's a lot of people that don't 
know. And it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them anything. It just makes me have to think as a teacher. And, you know, we're, we're playing outside the other day. Well, I guess this would have been like months ago now. We're playing outside. And <laughs> the kid catches a pass and then he's running and he's about to get tackled and he throws the pass. And I was like, you know, you can only throw one pass per down. And he's like, oh, I just see it happen all the time on TV. I didn't know that was the rule. So you have a grasp of things, but as you, you have to develop that knowledge, you can't throw it ahead of the line of scrimmage. You, you can only, right. you can only, you can only throw lateral. it backwards if you want to toss it backwards. And they're like, what's a lateral? I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm not yeah. in the classroom to teach this to you. And I feel like we could have a whole unit just on the verbiage and the the nouns and, and you know, all these things. The sky, What's the sky cam? What's the it, pylon? It, it, yeah. what's, if you guys want to see an illegal forward pass here, we're going to pop in this tape of the Music City Miracle and oh, we can man. show you guys all what a forward pass is. Yeah. It, it's fine. And, and like, I get that I'm not, you know, I'm not the only person who watches football. I, I get how the rules analyst can be helpful for, there's two reasons why I think the NFL does it. A, because they want people who are unfamiliar with the game to become familiar with the game and its intricacies and rules. So it makes it more watchable and they're more hooked on it. Mm. And the other reason is that they don't want people disagreeing with officials. So what the rules analyst sometimes does, which is the upsetting part, is that they will support whatever decision was made on the field or by the refs after a replay they'll they'll never out you never see terry mccauley or give me some other names who are these other guys i think i saw one disagree this weekend there was really? something that's yeah, I don't really re- rare it like, was that's super rare, rare. i was impressed like, they're always like, yeah, Jim, you just, you couldn't get away from the call on the field. Cause that's always the thing, right? Is like enough it, evidence what, not enough evidence to overturn, even though we're all looking at it with our own eyes and we're like, it's very obvious, yeah. you know, to us, but you know, no, it's disputable point. versus indisputable. But anyway, so to circle back around to what we started this conversation about is like, there's, I don't think anyone, I'm not saying anyone, but at least we don't have any good ideas to make the Pro Bowl better at this point, because it's such we say an unwatchable product, but it'll still have more eyes on it than game six of the Stanley Cup finals this year. Like, that's just how big the NFL is. But I maybe still what, think they're, what they're doing with it is the best thing for it. Yeah, but it's, it's evolving and they're on the right path. But I still think, man, this is my big idea for the Pro Bowl, right? It's a it's in Orlando. I like the flag football game. That's cool. And I like the skills competition. But give me a golf tournament with all the guys. Pair them up. Best ball. Two man team. Four man team. Celebrity stuff. Literally. Really like a golf tournament buy mulligans put it to a charity i've seen a marshmallow oh, that's a drive. good idea i like buying mulligans that is a that is a great idea. you know silly stuff like this the, the putts within a string like you can buy a string the money goes to your charity that's a gimme if your string is within the balls within the string and there's this one i saw when i was working over the summer they have to see how far they can hit a marshmallow off a tee and you know and maybe bring in golfers bring in tiger woods bring in phil mickelson to compete bring in rory bring in scotty any of these guys and not, not phil i don't need to see that's true i I, i'm thinking (laughs) old school here but you know i'm thinking about what people would want to see and whatever it is make it entertaining i don't know you're in florida do something i I bet you do you want to know what my favorite part of the pro bowl games is at this point like the part that i will tune in for and then i'll skip the game is the kick-tac-toe that they do that's like my favorite thing is they get the two kickers and they play kick-tac-toe where they set up a tic-tac-toe board in the field goal post brando if we could ever do that someday and set that up that would be hilarious. That. So you're going to have to break us into the Bills Stadium sometime and we can, <laughs> not uh, that we can football set up. Field, <laughs> yeah, maybe not that one. But we'll we'll do kick-tac-toe someday. But From like fun. 18 yards out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, We just pull hammy. Yeah. That sounds like the most realistic outcome at, at this point. 
Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. You guys know where to find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. If you were a first time listener joining us for a full episode, thanks for joining us. You can check out any of our stuff on our socials, which you probably maybe already follow if this is your first episode with us. But we're going to be releasing one episode a week throughout the off season. Some weeks we'll be off here and there, but for the most part, we'll have an episode a week. Two episodes next week because of the Super Bowl, obviously, yep. and then going back to one after that. So we'll have some good coverage to the draft, some good conversations. I think we're going to get try to get some more guests on this off yep. season because we resist it because we don't want to embarrass ourselves in front of people, basically. But it's gone really well the last few times that we've done it, and it's been really Really fun so you know we had jeremiah poyer we had john from the kansas city bills backers we've had anthony on before we'll have to get him on this offseason as well so all right well until uh next week then uh go bills go bills, go bills.